and welcome to our last episode of Kick Like a Girl, the unofficial podcast of AFL Women's. I'm your host, Maddie Steinkoller, and join with me as always is my lifelong friend, Dylan Wardock. How's it going? Good day, Maddie. <laughs> Ready to polish off. That's it. This is so this is uh this is our final episode. And uh, of course we're gonna take you through the the first ever AFLW grand final and how we felt about it and how it went and uh, the fact that Maddie was closest to the tip win. Congrats. <laughs> but uh, I'm not a betting woman, so, you know, that, it really meant nothing except for me mentioning it right now on the podcast. It's so all right. That's what it's for. I, I'm, happy, I'm happy I could do it. So uh, the grand final, as we know, is at Metricon. And uh, to be fair, we never actually got over that time confusion that we mentioned last week. Uh, that wasn't just us. Other of our friends and family members were confused because of various announcements stating which time the uh, grandpa was on. I was told 2 o'clock by Maddie, <laughs> so I arrived at her house at one fifty-seven, only to be told the bounce was one fifty-five, and I'd missed Kelly Gibson's goal. Okay, to be fair... To be fair to me, I'm not blaming me, you. I'm just saying we we were under the impression from an announcement that was on AFL Women's from a little banner that the game it was the hour of the game being at 1 p.m., which we thought was uh, being at 12 in Gold Coast, and we thought it was one here. Us but not it was uh, but it wasn't 12 anyway. Like Dylan said, it was like. You know, I don't think us understanding time zones is interesting <laughs> to people. We just we'll get our heads. But it happened, whatever. In the end, anyway, Dylan did miss Kelly Gibson's goal. But other than that, we still watched the game. And yep. how 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 do we feel about it? Um, the Crows were the better team um, for the game. Brisbane mm-hmm. probably had the more consistent season, as elucidated by their win loss ratio. Um, in this game, the Crows jumped out, and they looked like they were going to run away with it. Really. The Lions managed to stay in the game despite the ball being trapped in their back line for a significant portion of the second quarter. They just could not get the ball out. Um, mm. And then they, they had a charge. They came at Adelaide. And up until the last seconds of the game, they were in it. And they could have pinched a draw at the end had stuff gone their way in the last minute. But it didn't, and Adelaide are the champions. Uh, yes. Uh, great, great summarising, Dylan, as you do so well. Um, I thought that I was really happy because, as I said, I was rooting for Adelaide. Um, I thought that they'd have, they've been really entertaining uh, this season. I thought they'd been more entertaining than Brisbane this season. And um, I really wanted to see, you know, Aaron Phillips, which who obviously did not disappoint, being the, you know, stand, you know, standoff best woman on the field. I think it's clear to say she was outstanding. Um, and that was really, really great to see. And her little two little twins in the cup afterwards was... Uh, wasn't wasn't it grand? Well, the family man Gary Lyon didn't like it, but what 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 did he say? He just said it might have been dangerous to have kids that young on the field. But we know Gary's. But Gary, thinks... how young was Jordan Lewis's baby? Obviously, like what? I understand I... what you're saying, and the point I was trying to make is that we should ignore Gary because you know the guy. No, I'm exactly... glad you brought it up though. But like, um, I didn't know that that someone said that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in terms of the game, things that I was uh, that I noted. Kazla was really, really good on on Perko. Perkins was a factor uh, when the ball went inside fifty, but Kazla managed to keep her goalless and she managed to she did a really good job. She did a really good job. Really on it. Good job. So that'll def that's definitely a, a highlight of the game for Brisbane, even though they, they didn't win. 
Um, Sabrina Page 12 was also very, very good um, for Brisbane, uh, as she's been all season. And, um, yeah, it was a cracker of a game, really. So many people we know watched it and enjoyed it, even people that weren't following the season as closely as us. Just, yeah, really enjoyed the spectacle. There was some uh, entertainment, which the AFL got together, but I can't remember. Megan Washington. There you go. I knew Dylan knew. Yeah. And uh, so that's good of them. And the crowd was... 15. Yeah. So the crowd was more than Gold Coast crowds. Yeah. At Metricon. Like, it was really, really impressive. Well, the AFL built it up nicely and they got a, a crowd there after the saga that was the ground I was going to be played at. Um, mm, just exactly. to go back into the game quickly, uh, there was a point in the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, when Brisbane were behind and needed to charge and they started a little charge. And there were two big factors that I think were the difference in this game as opposed to their season. I think all year, Ashmore, Zelke and Bates were fantastic all year and consistent. And in this game, when they needed them to stand up and really lift and get them over the line and carry the rest of the team that weren't able to do it, because they such an even team across the board, but this mm. was a game you needed your stars, and Aaron Phillips was the star for Adelaide. And Brisbane, though, that trio just couldn't quite... They nearly did, they just couldn't. Ashmore and Bates both had moments mm. in that last quarter when they nearly made game-breaking plays, and then the contested marking. Um, Taylor Harris took an absolute, genuine, cracking grab. Yeah. But other than that, her and Sabrina Frederick-Trobb couldn't take the contested marks that they had all season, and Adelaide walk away the winners. Um, Chelsea Randell was fantastic all day. Yes. Aaron Phillips was going to win the best on ground from about <laughs> a minute into the third quarter. Um, that's that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, and... Uh, Marinoff was, was quiet. Nice. Yes, she was. Who was... I can't remember who was playing on her. I think... She was, yeah, she was very quiet uh, for her standards, but still fantastic season. Um, but also I enjoyed seeing them speak to Aaron Phillips' dad uh, before the game and after the game. That was really nice. Said he would never wear, you know, you know he was wearing an Adelaide jumper and said he, <laughs> she said she'd never play if it wasn't for Port Adelaide. So there you go. That's what happens still. And things, things can be brought, if I played for Carlton... No, if I play for Essendon, would you wear an Essendon jumper? We, I made that joke while watching the game. Your dad said that if you played for Carlton, he would cheer you on. And I said, don't worry, Maddie. If you play for Carlton, I'll change teams. <laughs> Thank you. I just You're wanted, welcome. I like getting the best out of you on this podcast. You're welcome. Okay, awesome. Um, so is there anything else we want to add about uh, the game or the general spectacle? Well, Erin Phillips the won the best on ground. Yes. She won the players' MVP a couple of days ago. She mm. is in the cha- running to win mark and goal of the year. Yes. She's going to win the league best and fairest tonight. She's a premiership player, so she pretty much ran she, the table. She wins She wins the league, is what Dylan's saying. But No, Adelaide Adelaide won the league. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. With with her captain. With no, she captain. wasn't captain. Co-captain. Okay. They made her co-captain, sure. uh, I think, like two weeks in. <laughs> I said, but, um, yes, I thought yes, they yes. made her co-captain halfway through the trophy ceremony. Yeah, you did say that, you did say that. Um, yeah, so you're saying she's definitely going to win the league best and fairest, so no, no thinking Daisy Pierce could... Uh... She's won everything else, why not go with the hotter hand? Mm. Fair, yeah, I, 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 I probably agree, and I also think that Daisy Pierce will get votes pinched off her from Paxman. Um... And but Brianna Davy though? Didn't play two yeah, games, yeah. didn't she? She missed two games, maybe yeah. one game. I think she missed one game. And I don't think Carlton won enough. Yeah, I think the you know, the fairy tale is complete if we you know, if Aaron Phillips wins that award, so happy with that. We're gonna quickly discuss the uh, the All Australian. Australian 
So they released a squad of 40. Um, They put 40 names on paper. And I assume tonight they're going to announce the All-Australian team. Um, They might be doing it now. We're recording this podcast in the middle of the AFLW Awards. (laughs) Don't tell people that. Why? Well, we'll keep, it, we'll keep an eye on it for, you know, prevailing things. Yeah. But, yes, I assume that they will, yeah, um, So there are probably three categories of players, players that will definitely make the team, players that might make the team, players that won't make the team. Um, I, should we run through the names? Uh, yeah, so the squad that, well, there was a good breakdown I saw of, from which clubs as yeah, well. Yeah, I've got that here. Yeah, so let's chuck that up. So, from Adelaide, Aaron Phillips, obviously, Chelsea Randall, Ebony Marinoff, Courtney Cramey. Courtney Cramey was also superb in the grand final, and uh, Sarah Perkins. So, from that, um, five, what is it? Quintuple, Quinn, that's four. What, so you said What's one, the two, word for two. five? Um, Trio being three and quintuple. Yeah, 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 I get is where you're quintuplet? going. I think it's quintuplet. No, because quadruple, quadruple yeah. is so, four. Okay. From those five, yeah. I had uh, Cramey at centre-half back in my team. I had Randall, um, mm-hmm. Chelsea Randell on a back flank. I had Aaron Phillips in the guts. I had Perkins at full forward. And I got, who was Marinoff on the bench. So I had all five in my 18. I couldn't not put any of them in. Yes, I agree, because I, I haven't fully written out it. but I've Marinoff looked, is probably I've the most the squad likely a lot, to miss. And, um, but I don't think she will. Yeah, I definitely not. If she might, she's like the favourite to win the rising star of the whole thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Brisbane uh, noms, we've got Sabrina Frederick-Traub, Emily Bates, Ashmore, Taylor Harris, Zelke, Woosh, McCarthy, Kasla, and Virgo. Um, uh, were I they got, all in there? I got Kaslar at full back. I got Virgo in a back pocket. Mm-hmm. I had Woosh in a forward pocket and SFT at on the centre-half forward. And I got Ashmore on a bench spot. I had three controversially missing out. I couldn't get Kate McCarthy in there. Mm, Taylor Harris was the leading contested marker, and I didn't have her in there, but I would not be surprised if she does get in. You can ignore me there. Um, <laughs> and Emma Zilke I also had missing out, as well as Bates. Um, but I think all four of those... I think McCarthy has the weakest chance, but I think Harris, Zilke, and Bates, I would not be surprised if they did make the team. I couldn't get them in my 18. Okay. My 19. I, I, I made a decision. 22. Well... Yeah. 22, sorry. So wait, but then also, like I was saying earlier to Dylan, that someone asked if they would be picking wings for the All-Australian I team. I did. I, and why not? Yeah, if so you don't they pick were... wings, you put them on the bench and just take... Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I'm curious to see... You've missed those people out, so I'm curious to see uh, who... who no, ma- I put a full 22 in. Oh. If they don't have wings, then they'll just put an extra two on the bench. It's still the same number of players. Right, right, right. But so but no, but you did miss out, miss Zelke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, all those people. They're not in the team. Yeah, right. All right, let's to Collingwood. Emma King. Carlton. Sorry, Carlton. Davey, Vessio, Alison Downey, and Hardiman. Um, so I got Davey on a back flank. She's a genuine lock. Vessio in the forward pocket is a genuine lock. Um, I think Hardiman is on the fringe. I didn't put her in my team. I think mm, you could yeah. have got her at centre-half back maybe, but other players had a stronger case. And I think Alison Downey will definitely not make it because I think there are two Ruckman definitely ahead of her and SFT might be a third-type yeah, Ruckman. Yeah, I would only pick Emma King and then SFT as like that I Ruck forward. Downey was that would be my... That was what I thought straight away. Um, like I wouldn't even put McKinnon as the... As the other ruck 
person just go with king um so Fremantle, Donnellan sorry I don't know why I keep missing these uh uh king Nicholas Stevens Alicia Eva uh Sarah Darcy and Jess Cameron no Meg Hutchins seems odd because we we had Hutchins in a hundred percent yep Stevens a hundred percent um I don't know a hundred percent um for me Stevens and Hickey fight it out for a spot. Oh, well, I, we know I who's would, going to win I it. would prefer Hickey to be in the team, but I think Stevens has a better case to be in the team. Um, I got Emma King in as my main ruckman. Um, I got Jess Cameron in on a forward flank. Yeah. And I had, uh, who else is there? Eva uh, and Darcy. Eva and Darcy I, I did not have in no. my team. I'm surprised Eva got picked for the squad. Really. I, I mean, I thought Eva was really good late. Yes. But. Quite early. Yeah, well, that would make sense, hey. So now it's Fremantle. Donnellan, Antonio, Bentley, and Hooker. I feel like you've only got one of those I'm in your team. Donnellan in the ball and the other three, I think, have no chance. Yeah, I look, I, I, I agree. And when we were discussing this, I think, yeah. All right, so Greater Western Sydney, Dalpas, McKinnon, Swanson, and Tompkins. Um, so I had Dalpas uh, in yeah. as my last bench spot. Um, I think Zelke or Bates, McCarthy, someone might be able to get her there. But she was really good. She was consistent for yeah. a, a team that struggled. So I got her in there. Um, McKinnon, I think, mm, if she could play more forward, maybe you could make a case for her over Sabrina Frederick-Trow. But as a pure ruck yeah. woman, I think King gets a spot and she just misses out because I'm not picking two rucks. Um, and that leaves Emma Swanson, who I didn't put in. Um, and Renee Tompkins, I thought, I think she's a chance, but I picked yeah. Courtney Cramey ahead of oh, her. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I really thought Tompkins... Because Dylan's done all the hard yards here. He's actually squeezed it in. My problem is... I've that... done all the... Well, I would want Tompkins in there. I would want Cramey in there. Um, and Virgo. <laughs> so... And Kasler. Well, Kasler, so like, obviously, Virgo, I, Randall I, yeah, and Davey yeah. are four locks in the back yeah. lines. I think Randall got picked in the back line because you can do that, but she played there a bit. And then Stevens and Hickey... And then Cramey are the three that I'm going with and Tompkins just misses out. And we haven't even mentioned Hut- Hutchins at all in this. Because she didn't get picked in the squad. Uh, if she was convert. in the squad, she'd be in the back pocket. She'd be in there. Uh, well, yeah. Well, why can't we make our own rules? Yeah, that's... Yeah. All right, let's move. To Melbourne. So Paxman, O'Day, Pierce, Hickey, Mithin and Grierson. Mithin and Grierson, both young, I think. Congratulations yeah. on being picked in the 40, but I think the strength of the other midfielders is going to keep them out. Um, Hickey, we've already discussed, fights it out with Stevens for the last spot in my lineup, but I think she'll struggle to make it, even though her disposal efficiency, I think, should get her in there. And Pierce and Paxman, I have on my field and O'Day on the bench, but any combo you can have. Yeah, I'm 100%. picking all three of those girls. I completely agree. Paxman, O'Day, and Pierce. And Hickey's in. Yes. Hickey's I... half in. Half <laughs> in. Okay. Has a toe in. All right. Western Bulldogs, Ellie Blackburn, Emma Carney, Hannah Scott. I got two in and one missed out. Yeah, I think we know what's what here. Carney's just been one of my favourites all season. I had her in the middle. Yeah. We're, yeah. Well, as a wing, technically. Yes. Gonna, I have Paxman and Carney on the wings with Phillips, Donnellan and Pierce on the ball. So if you're taking the wings out, Paxman and Carney head to the extra bench spots. Um, and I snuck yeah. Ellie Blackburn on as a forward flanker because... I like that. She kicked goals. She finished she, yeah. as one of the top goal kickers. So you can cheat and put Randall and Blackburn on flanks because that's what happens in all Australian teams. It's where can you put the midfielders that's to so fit true. them in. I mean, Emma Carney's, yeah, got to be on ball. on the Yeah, exactly. Not really on the wing, but yeah, it doesn't really So let's, let's put this team our... together. Let's okay. say aliens come down from Earth tomorrow <laughs> and they put together the best 22 Maddie on their female I, can we? I feel like we should re... Like, this is all fictional anyway. Let's just write Hutchins in our... Like, 
in our team. Okay. Because I feel like we can. I'm very surprised. Um, so we have a backline of Kazla and Kramy to take the key tools with Davy and Randell running off half back. You got Virgo and Hutchins in there. Um, yes. Emma King's knocking the ball down to yeah, Aaron Phillips, Cara Donnell, and <laughs> Karen Paxman, Daisy Pierce, and Emma Carney. Emma Carney, yeah. You got Blackburn and Randell to rotate in there. You can put Ashmore in there, O'Day in there, Marinoff in there, Delpos in there. That's a who's who this of is... the AFL women's wow. midfield. Um, up forward, you're kicking the ball to good old uh, Perkins and yes. uh, Sabrina Frederick Traub. Nice. And if you can't take a contested mark there, Dorian, but you've got the Woosh, Vessio, and Jess Cameron at their feet. And Cameron and Vessio showed that they can take big grabs as well. The whoosh. So you put the whoosh in there. I got the whoosh in there. I'd put McCarthy over the whoosh. There's okay. my big difference to you. I like the whoosh. Uh, you face. like the whoosh, and yeah. I think it might be a lot to do with her name and like her Twitter handle, which is completely fair. Yeah. Because you like the way that she spells I like it. Like, she, I think she was a dangerous danger around goal. If you look at the goal kickers, mm. um, McCarthy kicked nine goals, so there goes my case. <laughs> That's the only time stats have like been in my favour. Normally I say things and then someone says Wish that wasn't a thing. did two goals in the grand final. I thought she yeah, was a, one of their better attacking threats. But yeah, um, this is obviously our preference. This is just us making shit up because <laughs> they're going to pick the actual team in a matter of minutes. They might have already done it already as we speak. <laughs> So you can go look and then at afterwards we'll have a look and you'll be like, wow, Maddie and Dylan was so off. Or Maddie and Dylan's team was much better. Well, let's be fair. Kasla, Davy, mm-hmm. Virgo, Randall, Donnellan, Phillips, King, Paxman, Pierce, Carney, Blackburn, Perkins, Vessio, O'Day and Ashmore are probably absolute dead set locks. Which means we've got yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven maybe's. So worst yeah, case scenario, only we seven, miss seven. Maybe. and I don't think there's seven down here to take this spot. So I think worst case scenario, we miss one or two. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> nice, I love it. And my next question is, where is this all Australian team? Like, is there an all? Is there an international rules for women coming? I mean, I doubt it. That, <laughs> me too. But like, what's what is the women percentage of Gaelic players in Ireland like? These are all questions I probably could have researched. The, the research. men aren't even professional in Ireland, so I, I know, yeah, any sort of. But like, uh, you know, my Irish friend tells me that like they just love it. They love the opportunity to just like beat up on Australian men. So you know, could we see this team running out there in some sort? Well, actually, we should talk about not international rules, obviously, because you don't think that'll happen. But is there a form which is which? we think can have this team running out? Because it would be fantastic and phenomenal to see this team that we've just described. Incredibly talented, athletic, you know, fierce team. Is there a platform for it somehow? Like, could we have, instead of the, uh, all the, uh, what's it called, that, that charity match that Sam Pang played in? The all the, oh, the Ted right? Yeah. I don't know. Could we somehow have, have this all-Australian team play against a, a you know, Sam Pang type team or is that just ridiculous or Um so know. the men's game have debated for a number of years now about state of origin and the fact is yes, yeah. everything's too chock a block they can't fit it in. You have your four preseason games, which is now three, you get a week break, you're into a twenty three week season, then finals, when do you play the game? If you play it at the start of the year or the middle of the year, players people won't want to release their players to play in those games because they don't want their stars to get injured. Mm. Um, so I think I've always thought from the start that the women's the game women could be a place yeah. that an exhibition game... They, they had exhibition games leading up to this, but now that these girls are on a national stage, um, I feel like 
the argument for these girls getting injured for this league or in this league for their regular teams they play for during the winter months um, doesn't really hold. If they're going to get paid here, then that doesn't really matter. So maybe um, on the eve of the... Uh, maybe not on grand final week because then the grand final players can't make it. But at some point, you can maybe... Maybe right before the season mm-hmm. starts, maybe... No, I don't know. At some point... It's hard. It's I fine. Think, we don't have to nut, yeah. nut it out now, but... So uh, they could do a uh, Victorian team yeah, versus the rest. Nice. They could just do WA versus Victoria. Um, they could find a way to do... Maybe just pick two arbitrary teams via a draft, but find a way mm. to have an all-star game. I think it'll be great. So maybe not this particular yeah. best 22, okay. but maybe yeah. the best 44. Yeah, I agree. That's probably the best kind of conception. That And I know you were trying to wedge it in there, but I don't (laughs) think Sam Pang has a place in women's AFL (laughs) exhibition fixtures. (laughs) Sam Pang was my favourite thing about that All-Stars game, which is why I'm mentioning it, because that was obviously, as we know, that was the the big finals buy. That was Gil's whole thing. That was new. And I didn't love it, to be honest, the buy before the finals. Help the dogs win the flag. Well, yeah, many, many say that, but... I mean, it's true. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. But... Liver and uh, yeah, who was the yeah, other one? Uh, Liver and another player don't play in that first final. Maybe Dalhouse don't yeah, play it in was that the, first yeah. final in Perth if they uh, play no break. Um, anyway. But anyway, I really like that game. was Because we had some that game as well, Abby Holmes played in and Helen Roden played in. So there was, that's kind of why I thought of it. And I also didn't really... I don't know, I thought there was more they could have do. If they're going to have the bye before the finals, like, do more with that week. Maybe State of Origin. Maybe Women's State of Origin then, actually, yep. could work well. But then again, it'd be really random. And we won't be the you... only ones to ask this question, so I'm sure at exactly. some point it'll come And, to... of course, we won't really be the ones answering it. <laughs> so um, before we uh, wrap up our entire experience, I just wanted to look ahead a bit about the where we see the future of of. AFLW, I read an article this morning about um, pretty much just posing the question. I can't remember When who you wrote say it. this morning, do you mean three minutes before we started recording? No, okay. maybe. <laughs> Not three. No. Yeah, it was like two hours ago. Um, I sat here while you read it. No, no, oh, no. A different article? Okay. This one was. Um, no, that article that Dylan's talking about is about the actual structural, how the lists and free trade. Is, how's trade going to work? Which we've already pondered, but I don't think it really added anything. Pretty much, there will be some sort of down, probably downgrading of marquees they available. Didn't say that. Well, they kind of did. Well, they didn't say no, that didn't. concrete, but they said like they're, they're going to keep the current pay structure, so there'll still be two marquees, and then they yeah, have but, the um, priority players and stuff. Yeah, but it said it said like there will. It said Most if a player is going to, to be downgraded from their current pay. So if Carlton say to Lauren Arnell, yeah. which they won't, you're no longer going to be a priority player. Yeah. We're going to make you a regular player. She will then have the chance to go to yes. another team to seek listing Which is there. like what we were using. But most teams are going anyway. to keep between 15 and 22 of their 25 or 27 listed players. that are going to extend the squads out. And then um, of the 15 to 22, whatever number they come up with that the players, that the teams can keep, the rest will go into the draft pool with the new recruits and we get to see the new 18-year-olds. Yeah. Um, but what I was what I was talking yep. about was an article that said it was pretty much just saying like okay this this has been amazing obviously and you can't doubt it and the support and of the league but like the real test will well I was saying how Gillen McLaughlin was kind of gifted because AFL has like the most money and it's like very very 
you know, had a lot of resources, he was able to make decisions like keeping the games free, for example, um, which really, like, that this author was saying, like, really helped the game, which I would probably agree with, like, really helped attendances. So it was just saying, like, how do we think it's, sust- like, sustainable? Um, it will be the big test will be if and when new clubs are introduced, which, as we know, it's not going to be next year because they've said that. Um, so obviously if that does happen, we're looking, they were saying, uh, looking at a longer season and looking at whether uh, if spectators had to pay, that would happen. And if it's a longer season, if it was competing with other sports, not men's AFL in Australia, but just other sports. Well, if they wanted to keep the grand final either on round one or the week before round one and extend the season, then they're going to have to push it back. They start at the very start of February, Mm. which was the weekend after the Australian Open final. So there is potential for this to clash with the Australian Open final or the Australian Open, just all up. Um, But that's a pretty big tourist event in Melbourne. So I guess if you're holding games at the Holden Centre, which is literally across the road from Melbourne Park, Maybe people wandering out of the Australian Open from their ground passes at 5pm will wander it's into fine. a women's yeah, football game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yes, and they were um, also saying that the Adelaide Football Club has earned $1 million worth of sponsorship wow. deals now. So just think about that. Like he was saying, well, we when we premised this uh, league, we're, obviously we're putting money into it, but we're saying it can potentially pay for itself. In yeah, in that way, and just by by that number, it's just showing that it can potentially. Most, if not all, of this league has been pretty much feel good story. Yeah. Um, so it's no wonder that companies out there want to kind of attach themselves to a successful product. Mm. Um, just to comment on what when you were talking about that article you read. Yeah. Um, I know that they locked in a two year collective bargaining agreement for how they're going to pay the players and broadcast rights and all that. There was talk mid year that Gillen was going to head back to the negotiating table and make Seven and Fox cough up um, some cash because he gave it to them for free to broadcast these games because of their success. It remains to be seen whether that happens. Um, Channel 10 pinched the Big Bash. Maybe Channel 9, who haven't mm. had cricket for a while and have Eddie on their book still doing his hot seat business. <laughs> Maybe uh, they can get in and we'll see if we can have some... I mean, Channel 7 are the primary broadcasters of the game, so I doubt. Another, maybe, I, the AFL may be interested. Maybe we can get a bidding war. And, and also, it. interestingly enough, there was a pay rise. There was a new pay deal for the, the cricket, the women's... Uh, They're negotiating uh, the new agreement. Yes. Um, and as but that a, is no surprise that that is happening now. Well, the like, full story is as a bargaining chip to try and get the men to agree to ditching a revenue-sharing model, which is very controversial. Well, They've sweetened the pot for the women. So I don't know if it's fully let's give the women what they deserve. It might be a little of let's no, see I if we can use was... the women as a bargaining chip to make the men agree. Because if the men don't agree, then we can kind of pitch them as they don't want the women to get paid more. Oh, wow. That's so much more loaded politics than I thought. This is why I broached this. This thing has been going on for a long time. Well, I thought it was simply, well, not simply, but like also the competitiveness of this league. Like why would we want like cricketers? Well, we know we want to keep our cricketers. As far as pay is concerned, cricket has absolutely nothing to worry about from AFL women's for the meantime. Yeah, right. For the meantime, though. The AFL women's paid their marquee players $16,000 and the women who are the top women players who play for Australia and maybe the New Zealand, New New South Wales um, team in state cricket, um, they get 
they can get paid up to $100,000. Yeah, that's what I And heard, that yeah. might be doubled under the New Deal up near $200,000, which is like that's obviously a ridiculous obviously, amount compared but, to the AFL. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's like people know that and it's like as a talented young athlete, it's like, well, will the, I choose, you know, you know, which avenue? If this is like a proper career in women's sport, you know what I mean, then it's clearly... If okay, they extend the AFL women's season out back towards January, um, it'll clash with the Big Bash exactly. women's eventually. Um, also, the preseason already clashes, so mm-hmm. someone like Jess Cameron would have decisions to make. Um, Emma Carney and, wasn't and Emma Carney. Yeah. So, um, so it'd be interesting to see how that yeah. little. But an arms race for the signatures of these women is, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what we want. Like competitiveness in in female sport. That's that was, you know. By the way. Um, I did have to mention, I forgot to mention to you personally, Maddie, that I yes. did have some sort of Erin Phillips grudge for that, um, for throwing her head back, and she tried it in the grand uh, final again. No, yes, yes. But yes. Um, I saw the you, thing AFL Women's it? Account retweeted a picture, uh, well, retweeted a tweet she had, and her profile picture is her in a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Um, <laughs> now, she plays for the Dallas Stars in the NBA, WNBA, so I should have put two and two together, but I didn't. <laughs> Um, she's wearing a Jason Witten jersey, and okay. he is one of my favourite players. I'm wearing a Dallas I'm hat. I'm about to as, say, he's doing a Dallas speak. hat right now. Like, I'm, I, I love, is... I'm a big Cowboys guy. So, um, yeah, she, if she likes I'm Jason so Witten, I can't not like her. that this is all clicking now. Yep. And also, I wanted to mention one more thing about Erin, actually. It's a great segue. She said, what did she say when she got her medal in grand final? I don't know if you remember. But she said, this is the something like, this is the greatest league I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And I was like... Wow, like Gillen has thrown some shade. Yeah, at WNBA. Sa- well, yes, obviously, but like Gillen has clearly done something right. If like this, we're giving Gillen the credit. Well, I mean, I think you have. I mean, he's the one that fast tracked the. He can have some of the credit. Okay, he's him, and you know the whole experience. Everyone who's been involved, the whole shebang. How much credit do we get? I'm about to say. Else? Well, I'm going to move on to Lord. You know, lording over us okay. in a little bit. That was my next thing. So, um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, just for her to say that. Amazing. Yep. All right, and now um, we're here already. Dylan, this has been... This is the end of the season. Yep. Um, I've had a really, really... It's been really, really good, and I feel like we came into this to talk about women in sport and highlight all of their, you know, fierceness. And your football knowledge has been incredible, and I thank you for it. And... Yeah, good stuff. Well, I need to thank you because you were kind of the producer and driving <laughs> force behind this. Um, I was just the rock up and speak type of person in this podcast. Um, Maddie brought all the equipment and organisation yeah. and the Google Docs with our run sheets. Um, and I think I've learned a lot about organising a podcast and Maddie's learned a lot about editing a run sheet. And um, we've grown together during this uh, process. Um, we've had fun. We've had fun. Thank you for listening to us. Um, if you want to speak to us over the preseason or have any questions or want to answer any of our questions, you can follow us on Twitter at ClagPod, K-L-A-G-P-O-D. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it. you want to do so, a final sign-off? Thanks for listening uh, all season and tonight. And uh, we'll, we'll be around uh, tweeting and Maybe. looking at interesting Maybe. news. You can't predict the future. We might not okay. be. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.